Guess what, guys? Uh, we took a break again because we love breaks. Um, we'll tell you why. But yeah, we're here. On this episode of Let's Boogie, we're going to talk about an all time internet week. Uh, sports are still dumb, and uh, people really want to pretend like they love Disney again. Hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. I, I, well, I wouldn't let him without the crack. It feels weird to be back in the chair because we took a hiatus. Back in the power chair. Yeah. Um, you know what's awesome? College. College <laughs> is just the coolest and there is no stress involved at all. It's totally not a scam either, but that's for another no. day. Yeah. Well, it can be for today if we really wanted to talk about it. I mean, the fact that I'm going to be living in Colorado for a year and I still can't get in-state tuition, kind of a scam. Yeah. The fact that you had to write a 40-page paper that you couldn't just turn in online, you have to print out. And not only print out, but you also have to buy a binder to turn it in. in I thought it was... Kind of fucking stupid. What teacher in their right mind thinks that their college students have enough money to buy a three-ring binder? I don't have enough <laughs> money to but to get Chipotle. You think I can get a fucking three-ring binder? No. But yeah, 40-page paper analyzing one scene, specifically six shots that take place over a minute and a half of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood – I think it's it's possible I might like that movie a little bit. That might just be a thing. It might be uh, you may or may not have an air freshener in your car that looks like the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster. You got your hands on a poster. From a movie uh, theater. From a movie theater that is the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster. You wrote a 40-page paper on it. And on I saw a, it on one scene. And you saw yeah, it four times six in theater. Shots. Yeah. yeah. And you saw it four times in theater. So. One uh, shot from that scene took 14 pages of that paper. Turns out Matt Larson is a <laughs> real cinephile. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of a tough assignment. But yeah, um, we just kind of got bombarded with college shit because I'm assuming you had tests, I think. I had right? tests and papers. I mean, I made them all. I mean, I, I fucked them all. Like, they're, they were all, all gorgeous. This is my best academic semester in quite a while. I may not, I may not, Mona Lisa papers. I may not be good looking, but I'm a wordsmith, baby. I got away with them. I got away with that's, them words, boy. That's that central high English department talk. Precisely what it is, exactly. But I don't think there's a better English program in the country for helping you bullshit your way through a paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> being able to, padding be, is so Being key. able to write a four to five page paper in less than an hour. <laughs> Such a key skill for college. Just yeah. such a key skill. Um, yeah. Another thing you told me recently that just has me baffled that I just need I need you to explain. You're 21 years old, correct? Yes. You are attempting to do adult stuff. You live on your own. You have bills to pay. You have a job. 
Yes. You told me recently that you do not own a buttoned-up shirt that isn't a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> and that you also do not own any flannel. And I'm uh, yeah. baffled by that. Yeah, I'm... I'm still a child in certain senses. Literally, the only shirts that I have buttons on are polos, which I don't wear often. I'm a hoodie man through and through. And when I'm not wearing a hoodie, it's a Hawaiian shirt. And you can't really show up to a job interview or record or, or act in a scene, which is what I'm going to be doing, in a Hawaiian shirt. Um... It doesn't. It doesn't bode well for your uh, for your image. What are you gonna do? Like, if someone you know dies soon, like, what are you gonna wear? Like, you. I have a dark colored Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> oh man! Wouldn't that be so? Someone sad? Someone gets married. Somebody dies. You're just gonna. <laughs> I can take a selfie in front of the casket with my Hawaiian shirt. Make a TikTok. But yeah, uh, not an adult in that sense. But we chillin'. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. How, do, how can you? How fine. can you live near the mountains? Which isn't a personality trait. But how can you no, live? Definitely not near the mountains and not own a flannel. Like how can you not? I know a flannel honestly is on the priority above the button down. Like yes, having a button down is professional. But I feel like having a flannel is the more essential piece of clothing. Flannels are definitely essential this time of year. Because you were rocking a couple. Oh, I was. I looked. I looked sexy. I love. I like. I'm not a good looking guy, but you give me a flannel. Some, you turn into a ringer. Some boots. Hide your girl, man. Like <laughs> like lock lock hide your, your girl kids, up. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Like. Bigelow in a flannel. I'm a juggernaut. Like, wa- watch out for me during flannel season. Flannel season plus hoodies. Fat guy fall slowly transitioning into ugly guy winter. It is my time to shine. Yeah, it needs to. It needs to finally come into effect. But anyways, I think we need to talk about sports for a little bit. We can do that as I sit here. Watching the Chiefs play on what looks like a bunch of grass clippings that got sprinkled over a gravel parking lot in this stadium in Mexico against the Chargers. Does it really look as bad as last year? Um, it they definitely prettied it up for like TV. It looks good on TV, but like if you look close at it, like it ain't great. But yeah. I don't understand the NFL's obsession with Mexico and London games. They need to spread the brand to other countries because other countries need to like American football, too. We liked American football before it was cool. And now the whole world digs it. I mean, the thing about the thing about those London games, and like I know it's been said a million times, but like if you want British people to like American football stop sending the Jaguars and the Raiders to London like put yeah <laughs> put put some give them some teams that are actually going to make it a game I mean yeah like they this game in Mexico is a Chargers home game 
which, I mean, they had to give the Chargers a game where at least a home game where at least some people in the stadium were quote-unquote Chargers fans. I don't think many of them are American. Let's put it that way. They probably own a Chargers jersey, and they're just like, uh, oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah. What color do you like better, red or blue? We will wear blue today. Okay. (laughs) Just... Yeah, but um, the NFL has been interesting. The big story being uh, Lamar Jackson. The Ravens what a are fucking. The Ravens are gross. Hog. The yeah. Ravens are a wagon. Like I honestly don't know if they're the betting favorites to win the Super Bowl yet. It's probably still the Patriots. Let's let's. I was gonna say the Patriots have a tendency to like n- no matter how their record is, they have a tendency to just be the favorites. But I mean the fuck. I mean the Ravens fucked them up, man. Like that was just. Yeah, right now, actually, right now, it's according to an app I'm looking at. The Patriots are still the favorites. The Ravens are the fourth highest team odds they have to win above the Super Bowl. Them. Patriots at plus two seventy. Saints at plus four hundred four. Forty ers at plus four fifty, and the Ravens at plus five hundred. The Forty ers I thought were. Fool's gold a little bit. Um, they have somehow <laughs> managed it. to... Get yeah. Get it. They have somehow managed to actually stay afloat. I don't think Jimmy G's, like, that great, but he's, I mean, he's he's trucking along, and I think they have a good supporting cast. Their defense has been incredible. Um, but I don't know. Baltimore is better to me because, like, Lamar's receiving core is not that good, and he's somehow still managed to get above 100, 120, 130 QB ratings for like 60, 70% of the games this season. Like it's it's insane. Apparently I saw a stat fantasy-wise that was uh, uh, Lamar Jackson has scored more fantasy points at this point in the season than Mahomes did last season, which goes to show like – he ain't bad. Yeah, not bad for running back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who said Lamar Jackson needed to be a running back, you're just dumb. Um, yeah. The that game yesterday, uh, the Ravens Texans game was supposed to be a lot more interesting than it was. That was an absolute ass blasting. Um. Patriots Eagles was boring as hell. Uh, your Lions, the Jeff Driscoll experience in full bloom. But we couldn't get that dub. I know, but I know, I know the national television audience is just chomping at the bit for this Thanksgiving Day QB matchup of Chase Daniel and Jeff Driscoll in Detroit. I know they are chomping. Yeah, word on the street the is. Bit for that word on the street is Stafford broke a couple or fractured a couple of bones in his back and he was still trying to play and they told him he needs to sit out for six weeks and then he was like nah so he'll probably be back like the week after Thanksgiving or something like that man's a man's a truck I mean yeah no he's <laughs> he's he's a brick shit house like he he is 
built like a brick shit house. Exactly. Tougher than Thanksgiving at your in-laws. Like he, yeah, Matthew Stafford, tough. Uh, the Bears. I feel <laughs> I feel bad for my Bears fan friends. Like that that is. It's not even fun to say "da bears" anymore. No, it's not. Like for a little bit last year, it kind of was, and it's just not anymore. The Bears are bad, man. And I don't know what happened to Trubisky. He showed some promise last year. Is it the offensive line, the run game, all of it? It's tough to say, man. Like because he doesn't have a bad receiving core. I don't. I don't know what the deal is, but I don't either, man. It's just they need a. they need to get a better QB. They, they need that to do, should be their. They need to do actually, something. Yeah. I mean, I know running back or QB. There was something. There's a lot. There's some talk this week about should the Bears try to trade for Cam Newton? And I just don't know why the Panthers would trade Cam Newton because. Yeah, I mean Kyle Allen's had a few good games. Kyle but... Allen also just got embarrassed by the falcons so i don't yeah, know bad yeah not great there was a lot of talk at the trade deadline about the bears should go get teddy bridgewater they didn't do that um they should have done that they probably should do that in the off season, regardless but yeah bridgewater probably needs to be starting yeah but yeah chicago sports fans i don't want to feel bad for you but i do but you made the choice to be a chicago sports fan so that's true i mean if you can't kick a field goal (laughs) you're probably actually speaking of not being able to kick a field goal this is a nice segue into fucking nebraska football um not exactly disappointing i think everyone was kind of expecting to lose that game um they showed some promise with you said 500 yards of offense? 500, oh, I know, over 450 for a fact. Um, they, Wisconsin's defense is pretty was pretty strong. They've had multiple uh, shutouts all this year, and uh, Nebraska had the most rushing yards against Wisconsin of any team that they've played. Uh, that includes Ohio State. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, they... Was ju- it was just a lot of the same frustrating stuff, but I mean they looked. I mean coming off the bye, they definitely looked like they had more energy. Um, Adrian looked better, even though there were still not great. There but were better. points in the game where some fans booed him when he was taking Jesus. too much time in the pocket and threw the ball away and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you thought that Nebraska was going to win that game, you belong in a mental hospital. Um, You just got to have a little inkling of hope that they could possibly win the next two. I mean, if, I mean, getting to a bowl game at six and six would probably be enormous for this program. Six and six is an improvement over four and eight. Yeah, six and six is a definite improvement from back to back four and eight seasons. So the big the big talking point though is the extension of Frost another two years. Um, I think people were talking about that a little too much. 
um, national media was very quick to jump out of and just default to looking at his record and say, he has this record, why does he deserve I mean, it was literally just a contest to see who could fire a shot the quickest in the national yeah, media. Pretty much. And, That's pretty much how it is with any story. And, um, I mean, he's obviously, I mean, anyone with a brain knows that, I mean, they gave him, they gave him a seven year contract right away to show that they were in it for the long haul. He's obviously, you know, he's, 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 he's shifting the culture. He's just, that's, I mean, that's, that's the first thing you got to do, man. Like, because like this point in Mike Riley's career, I think some of us were losing quite a bit of hope. Dude, from what I've been told and what I've heard under Mike Riley, at Nebraska. Guys weren't getting in trouble for skipping class. Guys weren't being disciplined for skipping weight training. I was going to say that was Dudes big... could not go to practice whenever and still see the field on the weekend. And it was literally just an enormous dumpster fire. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it. And fro- like like a chicken running around with his head cut off. Half this team right now is either true freshmen or redshirt freshmen because with the roster attrition and guys transferring or just straight up getting kicked or just getting kicked off the team. It, I mean, I know it's, it's old hat and I know it's been said before, but I mean, he's got to get all of his guys in there and like he's got the groundwork laid for his culture and what he wants. And he's got some guys that are his guys in Adrian and in Wandale Robinson and like guys who, who get it in his eyes. And, um, he just needs to find a few more of them, you know? And, uh, I think it was easier for him at UCF. I mean, it was when you're in the state of Florida. I mean, you can throw you can throw a rock, and you're likely to land within ten feet of at least a three star athlete, and say, "Hey, want to come to UCF?" Yeah, sure. It's just harder to do in Nebraska. I mean, yeah, no, that and that. The thing, the thing that helped the offense do so well on Saturday was they the O line probably had their best game of the year against. A very a bit much bigger defensive line <laughs> in Wisconsin, yeah. and I mean the offensive line had a really good game. They had a lot of push and holes for Dedrick Mills, and Adrian had some some good runs too. And I, I mean that you know it was just frustrating. You know in the second half they got into uh, well not just in the second half, but there were I think four or five drives where they got into. Uh, Wisconsin territory and didn't score any points, whether that be from missed field goals or uh, how do we not have a kicker? The, the scholarship kicker is back and he missed from forty. Um, oh shit! Or just going for it on fourth down and not getting it. But yep, that's. Uh, but Nebraska athletics in general is not having a. Great year, although Hoiberg did get his first win. Indeed, of the um, not the start everyone expected for uh, the Fred Hoiberg era with 
back-to-back home losses in bye games. But, um, I mean, the, the most easy way to put it is this team was put together in 33 days. Got hired in May, put this team together in 33 days. They have all been practicing together since July. Yeah, it's a process. And I think Nebraska fans, although there are a good amount of us that are patient, there are a loud, uh, a loud minority that are not patient. And they, Nebraska Athletics brings in these big-name guys like Frost and Hoiberg, and they expect an instant impact. You're not going to change shit around the first season, although starting 0-2 was a little rough, but I hope things are looking up. I hope they can make an NIT run. No, they looked good on uh, Friday night against uh, South Dakota State. They did more of... Shot a lot better. Did a lot. They didn't even really do that. I think they still shot like 40-something percent from... No, they shot like 50-something percent from the field, but still didn't shoot it that well from three... But they, Which you need to do in today's game. And especially when your coach is Fred Hoiberg. But they <laughs> pushed they pushed the pace really well. Their tempo was good. They were quick. Uh, they got out and ran. Uh, Cam Mack is really fun to watch. I really like watching Cam Mack already. And um, he had, I think he had 26. They had two guys who had 17. Um you know, just gave a glimpse of what they can be. They're going to have games like they did where they can score 85, 90 points and, you know, look like they can play with anybody. And they're going to have games where they couldn't hit water if they fall off a boat because they're, it's just like, like I said, it's, you know, old hat with Nebraska <laughs> athletics, especially men's, men's teams at this point. But, I mean, all you can do is is preach patience, man. I mean, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes this year. Uh, basketball, I mean, I just you know, I'm gonna be excited. I'm gonna watch majority of the games regardless. But uh, yeah, although we talked about basketball a lot last week with Jacob Padilla, which you if you haven't listened to, you should go check out. Yeah, back um, when. Uh, Back when we thought that Nebraska was going to just waltz into PBA and wipe the floor with UC Riverside. You were chugging the Kool-Aid, yeah. yeah the, when we had a little bit of the season openers tomorrow Kool-Aid going on. But, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that was good. I like talking to Jacob. We talked about Nebraska. We talked about Creighton. We talked about UNO. Uh, we talked about high school ball and a little little NBA as well. So if you want to go, I was gonna say lastly, lastly on sports, I think just because soccer hasn't is, is on the international break, um, the NBA has been fun this year. It's and been fun for us because of the two teams in first place and both hell yeah, conferences brother. for hell the first, yeah, brother for the first time since two thousand ten. Hell yeah, brother! I can't, is is the rivalry back? I mean... It was never gone, but now it's back. I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to be back last year when th- uh, with uh, Voldemort playing point for uh, the Celtics, but uh, that did not happen. But I think I think this year it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting. Um, um, main takeaways, 
Um, I mean, the Lakers just look very good on most fronts, still have some issues with shooting. Uh, but now that Kyle Kuzma back, it should be interesting. I'm going to see them. Thankfully, I was, I was debating actually spending money on a ticket. Um, but yeah, Nuggets, Lakers, as a native, as a mountain guy, I can't really turn down that opportunity. Um, teams I have liked to watch, keep keep up to date on, the Suns. The Suns have been a surprise. Um, yeah, the Suns are actually playing the Celtics tonight, and the Suns were f- our favorites. Uh, they're playing the, playing the Celtics in Phoenix, and I, the Suns were four-point favorites when that line opened up. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. The Aaron Baines revenge game. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But the but, West is uh, also fun because Dallas is fun to watch as well. Dallas is the ultimate, I don't know if, if you would want to call them the meme team, but, um, Porzingis, Doncic. Mavericks really are the all meme team. I saw they put a video out of, uh, KP, Luca, and Boban, uh, doing a instead of two wild and crazy guys were three wild and crazy guys had the costumes on too really being extra European uh, they're fun they're fun even though they lost to the Knicks that kind of stinks but um, the, the the two things or one thing I'm happy about is still the the fall of Golden State it's been fun to watch oh, it's been delightful. Orgasmic, some might say. Some might say, yes. Um, but I was talking to Richard about this the other day. I was like, why is New Orleans as bad as they are? And we both kind of came to the conclusion, it's funny how a bad Lakers defense transitions to a bad New Orleans defense. Yeah. Um, they they haven't been able to play good defense. They find themselves 4-9. and nine. Um, But I also have enjoyed watching... Kobe White's highlights. I think that kid's going to be a stud. The NBA is, you know, still really entertaining. I I saw, saw said this today because the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies unveiled that they're going to wear uh, Vancouver Grizzlies throwback jerseys that look Ooh. sick. I love how much the NBA is going all in on these throwback jerseys. I absolutely love it. It's like. It's like the NBA like watched all of us in high school buy a bunch of old jerseys off of Chinese websites for $12 a jersey, and they said, hey. AliExpress, shout out. Hey, we could make money off this. And like the, pace, the Pacers, the Reggie Miller era jerseys, the Sacramento Kings, they're blue and red jerseys that they wore when they were in omaha wink wink um the jazz the purple mountain jerseys are beautiful these grizzly throwbacks i mean they're all they're they're all so nice oh and of course the the raptors the purple dinosaur jerseys like i mean they're the list goes on and on there's some there's some gems and i'm really happy to see these nba teams embracing uh classic looks Damn, bro, I forgot about AliExpress. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Then, Football season 2016. And then that shit got shut the fuck down. 
Yeah, we still snagged a lot. I, I, I'm going to try to remember what I got. I got a Doug McDermott Bulls jersey. I got a st- <laughs> fat shit. I got a Steve Nash orange jersey, which is nice. And I also got a Pistol Pete jersey. That got signed. Which is kind of a deep cut. That got signed cut, by Lil Dicky. Which is also a deep cut of a human being. Considering <laughs> he's kind of fallen off the face of the thought, earth. You thought he was the next big thing. I mean, he said his album is almost done for like three years now. I mean... He's like, oh, I just need two more songs. Remember, remember pe- Earth? Yeah, remember when people got excited for that? Like, they thought that was going to be... Uh, you and Chris were, like, really excited for that. Like, oh, shit, yeah. new little Dicky song. Well, you were actually excited. Chris was only excited because you were excited. But, I mean, it... Oh, shit, well, Lil like, dropping a new song. Look at these features. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> The funniest part to me was like trying to justify the song after it came out. I was like, no, it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of catchy. And then literally not even a week later, I was like, yeah, this is the worst thing he's ever made. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, um, still have a signed vinyl of professional rapper. So one day, maybe that'll go for something if he ever does anything with his life again. Um, When's his sitcom going to premiere? <laughs> I mean, he was saying that was going to come out like 2017 and it's 2019, (laughs) almost 2020. (laughs) Apparently it's something with Netflix. It's basically Curb Your Enthusiasm, but with him and in the rap industry. I thought it was going to be on like FX, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was going to be on FX produced by Kevin Hart or something like that. And we just have not gotten word on it for a while. (laughs) But anyways, enough about washed up rappers. It was an all-time internet week. It definitely was an all-time internet week, and the thing that kicked it off was the farting gender reveal, which (laughs) just might be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) That was yeah. You sent that to me, and just just with the caption in tears. (laughs) <laughs> or something like that. No, you, you, you. If you respond. don't know what it is, it's a it, it's a woman lying on the ground with a shirt on and no pants, and and she sits there for a few seconds, and then she farts a blue powder, and then a bunch of girls cheer, and it's so fucking funny. Dude, a lot of people have been talking about. Gender reveals. I uh, saw that there was a there was a plane crash involving a gender reveal because someone was flying like a crop duster, and they were supposed to drop a bunch of water that was pink. And I heard about that. Nah, the plane crashed. <laughs> so, whoops. These, these gender reveals getting a little wild. Um, and then there was also. Disney Plus and all the memes that came along with Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> that was y'all getting horny watching Bambi. Okay, <laughs> there was a lot of verbal memes going on here, but um, yeah, this <laughs> between that. So let's do a quick review of Disney Plus, real quick. What do you think? I think it's a little overhyped. I definitely I got it. think the most accurate 
tweet I saw about it was, y'all don't really love Disney, y'all just haven't been happy since you were 11 years old. And that's very accurate. That is spot the fuck on. Um, I think because I opened Disney Plus, and the only thing I'm really interested in watching is the fucking Mandalorian and The Simpsons, which they didn't even do that right either. Yeah, they fucked up the aspect ratio, and yeah. I actually tried to watch like episode two, and it it yeah, it felt off. Yeah. So well, they, thank you, Disney. They botched that. Um. Yeah, I uh, I gotta confess that I fell down a rabbit hole and watched the first two episodes of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and... Great name, not cluttered at all. And, um... Hey, pick a better name. That's all you, that's all you have to do. Pick but, a better name. Uh, my confession is that I kind of enjoyed it, and, uh... Might be looking forward to the third episode on Friday. <laughs> Might have to give get you a t-shirt. I mean, Disney is, you know, going all the way, man. The per, uh, Sharpay in the play is being played by a dude. Um, the cool. main the main character has, going against gender norms. The, definitely the, cool. The main character uh, has has two moms. So oh. they're uh, really pulling out all the stops. I still just love how Disney is trying to portray high school in the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> it's absolutely. You mean you mean Satan? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Disney. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the year of our Lord Satan. Oh, the year of our Lord. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because God's not running this world anymore. No, he's not. He's long gone. He, he checked yeah, out a God while ago. God checked out. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell you, God is on an... Ex- like our podcast, God enjoys hiatuses, and he has been on one for quite some time. Um, Give me your rankings. One, two, three of the High School Musical movies. Two, one, three. I think one might be the worst. That is just not, actually no. No, it's it, it's one three two. I think one is the best. Think, actually, now that I think about I it, I think three sucks. Three had a national release. The cinematographer. I'm I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. See, I judge it in terms of like which ones got the most bops and like. Three just doesn't have any bops, and also like three has fucking the 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 bop of the series, the opening track with the uh, with the basketball game. I can't even remember the song, but I know Gabriella stands up and goes try. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, I just like you I, need a refresher. You need a refresher. I've I watched the first two. I watched the TV series and the first two. Yeah, you need to check out the third one. You need a refresher. But, I mean, one, dude, one just has bop after bop after bop, dude. It kind of fucks. You know what I, you know what kind, of I kind of forgot about? Like, because, you know, I obviously haven't watched High School Musical since I was, like, 12. Um, kind of forgot about the whole 
thing where it opens up with Zac Efron and V. Hudge on vacation in a ski resort. And they oh and they meet New Year's and, right yeah and they meet at a ski resort New Year's Eve party for kids and they are forced to sing start of something new as a karaoke track. You think they were at Breckenridge? <laughs> I think it's yeah. I, I met my girl at Breckenridge. I met my girl in Breck. She's gonna go to Stanford. I've got hoop dreams, but yeah, you know, I really just so so. Wait, hold on. Where does High School Musical take place? Uh, is it like Arizona, Utah? No, I think so. The actual school is in Utah, but I think the like setting of the movie was supposed to be in fucking Albuquerque. So, is Albuquerque, New Mexico? Yeah. So Troy, yeah. so Troy Bolton and Walter White were living in the same town. That's kind of far away to like try to make that long distance work. Because I remember at the end of the third movie, that was his that was his big big challenge of the movie was, am I going to toss this bitch to the curb? And he ultimately decides not to. It's kind of a trick. I mean, yeah, but like kind of a hike and a half. I just want to know what JUCO Troy Bolton ended up at. Like that boy, that boy wasn't that boy wasn't a D one hooper. Like he didn't didn't have the handles, didn't have the defense. Like he wasn't going D one. GPA was trash no, too. He, he needed his a, GPA he, was not great. I mean, this dude couldn't even. I mean, this dude was taking drama class, bro. Like he obviously. I was, was gonna say, wasn't he like cheating on all his tests too, or something like that? There was something with him cheating. So this I'm sure is so it. this is funny. So one of the the guy who auditions to play Troy on the TV series shows up late to his audition, and the person running the audition says Troy would have been on time. <laughs> um, if you're I not, remember, you're not method acting. If I remember correctly, Troy was never on time. Troy was like anything. <laughs> Troy was like trying to fuck twenty four seven and did not give one fuck about this 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 shitty ass musical. <laughs> he 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 was he was in it for the A, and if you think he was there for any other reason, he was in it for the A and in it you're for the delusional. V. He was in it for the V and the A at the same time. So the audio visual, the audio visual. Yep. So. Okay, I just realized the High School Musical TV series is not the the movie's continuation. Explain to me what this fucking is. So it's because what you just said with 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 playing Troy Bolton that didn't make any sense so to me. They so it's set up like a mockumentary at East High, okay. but. The school is where the movie was shot. Okay. So it's like in a universe where the movie is a movie. Like this dude who like wants to audition. Like Halloween play, 3. This, no, <laughs> like this, <laughs> dude, like this dude who's trying to audition to play Troy is doing like film study of high school musical to try to learn, to learn the dance moves. He's going to like Gruden's QB camp, except it's Troy Bolton's dance moves. And 
So that's why it's called High School Musical the Musical. Mm-hmm. So it's like these characters are supposed to be in our reality, and they are playing the characters from high school. Okay, this makes much... I'm kind of interested in this now. Yeah. You might have gotten me hooked. It It wasn't kinda bad. Kind of fucks. It wasn't <laughs> bad. I, I'm just going to tell you. It wasn't bad. Might have to give my review. <laughs> I mean, aside from the names of the two main characters just being... Well, the, the three main characters, actually. Just being the three most ridiculous names possible. Like if you yeah. thought, if you thought a love triangle involving people named Troy, Gabriella, and Sharpay was fictional, just wait until you meet a love triangle involving characters named Ricky, Nini, and EJ. Nini. Yeah, the main girl. Is she who, white? She is white, yes. That's that's the whitest girl name yeah. I've heard in a long time. And she also wrote her boy a song and posted it on Instagram. So, yeah, she is incredibly... She trying to front? She is incredibly white. But then again, like, maybe her character just represents Jake Troya. Look, I wrote maybe. this song for you. Check Instagram. Look what I did. Also, Jake, you're not listening to this, but get the fuck off of TikTok. <laughs> no joke. This is not me saying this for the podcast. That TikTok you posted of the Kanye West thing was the least funny thing I have ever laid my eyes on. <laughs> not exaggerating. You need to be stopped. Just, hey, hey... Hey, Jake, don't do that. How about just don't do that? Yeah. <laughs> just uh, give it a rest there, bucko. Yeah. But, but enough, we talked about High School about, Musical uh, for two Enough about High School Musical. Uh, we need to get our head in the game. And uh, Yeah. There you go. That's a transition and a half. That is... Holy shit, that's one hell of a transition. Um, so yeah, um, other things that happened on the internet this week, there was the clip of the Monmouth, uh, white kid, uh, Monmouth was losing by 50, actually almost by 60 to Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Kansas is trying to dribble the clock out. Uh, this white dude steals the ball from the guy dribbling the clock out, runs down the court, dunks on a dude, and says, get the fuck off me, gets ejected. <laughs> and that's how the game... He also said, I don't give a fuck. And that's how the game ends. Uh, that was kind of everywhere. Um, there was all... I mean, still stuff coming out from the whole Miles Garrett deal. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't seen it, the breakdown of the final play from the cinematic masterpiece that is uh, Double Team. It's one of the funniest things <laughs> on the internet. It's so funny. The quality content uh, coming from Disney+. Plus. Um, but yeah, and Carmelo's back in the NBA. That's another thing. So, so yeah, the internet, interneted, I guess, but... All over my face. Yeah, the internet, internutted. 
all over wow. Matt. So we'll Love transition it. to our segments. Um, you can lead off. Um, I will give some quick movie recommendations. Oh, God! No one gives a shit. Um, if you have HBO, Gary Goleman's stand-up special is quite good. Not that funny, but uh, pretty good if you need a uh, picker-upper. Um, one of the uh, best quotes from that being, uh, the thing they don't tell you when you're younger about life is, it's every day. And I thought that was funny. Um, otherwise, on Disney+, Plus, I have to include this on my service thing now. Um, the Simpsons is back. The earlier seasons of The Simpsons are great. And a lot of people have not seen them outside of the Christmas episode, which usually gets aired a lot on Christmas. So go check that out. Um, otherwise, I just finished Lenny on Prime Video Starring Dustin Hoffman about Lenny Bruce. He plays Lenny Bruce. Um, great movie. Uh, it made me appreciate Lenny Bruce for what he did for freedom of speech in relation to entertainment. Because uh, it, it's basically what killed him. And on Netflix, Dolomite is my name. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Not the best of the year. But um, if you like movies such as The Disaster Artist and Ed Wood, uh, you'll definitely like Dolomite Eddie Murphy actually looks like he gives a fuck and you see a lot of Eddie Murphy ass in this movie bare Eddie Murphy ass and he's got that gut you had my curiosity (laughs) now you have my attention (laughs) turning it on right now (laughs) (laughs) sorry chiefs give me that Eddie Murphy butt right now there's also some great bodacious breasts in the movie so if if you like nudity whether it be boobies or booties of eddie murphy this is your movie um let us transition into moxie and i'll let you lead off you know what you got jay you got mox um so my first moxie is going to go to iowa state's kicker uh iowa state beat texas in the uh last on a last-second walk-off field goal was Iowa State's first walk-off field goal in quite some time, and it was Iowa State actually catching a break for a change. Um, but that is not why Iowa State's kicker has moxie. Iowa State's kicker has moxie because his name is Connor Ass Alley. His name is Connor <laughs> Ass Alley, and no. uh, he's got ice in his veins uh, for beating Texas. I think we'll... Ass Alley definitely fucks. Yeah, we'll drop that audio in here. That field goal. Uh, more Moxie. I mean, this man could have this category named after him. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic had an all-time tweet this week uh, to say that he was leaving the MLS. I came, I saw, I conquered. Thank you, LA Galaxy, for making me feel alive again. To the Galaxy fans, you wanted Zlatan. I give you Zlatan. You are welcome. The story continues. Now go back to watch baseball. Oh my god. <laughs> the man is an all-timer. And my third and final moxie... The man bleeds moxie. The man bleeds moxie. Um, <laughs> now we go from a man who bleeds moxie to a man who invented it. And that is Matthew McConaughey, who had not, there we go. Who had not one but two all-time social media posts this week. After the uh, Monday night uh, instant classic 
between uh, the Niners and the Seahawks. Matthew McConaughey tweeted, You give Pete Carroll a glass of water, he turns it into a lake, and he goes skiing on it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's provocative. Gets the people going. Does, Ma- does Matthew McConaughey do drugs? I think he might. Um, <laughs> and then his other one, even though Texas lost on Saturday to Iowa State, uh, he posted an Instagram post in the morning of him walking on the field in Texas Stadium, cowboy hat on, sunglasses on, hook 'em horns, gesture up, and the caption was, can't have a stampede without a herd. Hook 'em. Uh, there is no man that I would rather drink bourbon with than Matthew McConaughey, and that is a fact. So, Just the dutiest type of dude. Most definitely. I mean, every... In a Lincoln, drinking bourbon. I mean, and also, just like, every sentence he utters, just, he just sat, like, just sounds stoned as hell. Like, if you say it in, like, a fake stoner voice, it just sounds perfect. Can't have a stampede without a herd, brother. Hook (laughs) them. Like, just, just spot on. You give Pete Carroll a glass of water, he turns it into a lake, and he goes skiing on it. Like, just perfect. We he, he 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 has to do drugs. Come on the pod, McConaughey. We'd love to have you. Um, we also need you. We do need Yeah, we need you. Bad, but yeah. Uh, my moxie is, I'm only saying, uh, I'm only giving it to one. Uh, it is 11-year-old Sam from Buffalo. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam shreds gnar. So Sam won free Chick-fil-A for a year and got interviewed and, uh, he went viral. Uh, a couple of the tweets being this 11 year old is a 43 year old, three year old union pipe fitter. The other one being great. Now Buffalo will not only be known for slamming ourselves through tables, but also for having 11-year-olds who sound like they can hang drywall. (laughs) And I will drop in that audio here so you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. The man, he's... He's a man. He's he's not a boy. He's a man trapped in a boy's body. Um, just incredible scenes from Buffalo. Um, we will move on to here or not here. Um, two things I'm here for. First off, Brandon Walker from Barstool just radiates big dick energy. Um, schooling Dave Portnoy. Um, I'll let you say the quote of his uh of his article that he wrote um he's what did he say i'm pretty sure he said aside from my daughter and my mother dave portnoy is my favorite human under five foot ten (laughs) which is such such a good burn um but also brandon walker is was honestly the best get that Barstool could have ever gotten. He is, he is such a great personality and he's funny as fuck. No, he's, he's very funny. Um, 
definitely good content coming from. But then otherwise, uh, I'm here for the next upcoming Paul Thomas Anderson movie, which will follow, if you don't know Paul Thomas Anderson, he did uh, Boogie Nights, Punch Drunk Love, uh, the movie called There Will Be Blood, which uh, took took home basically all the awards, um, I want to say a decade ago. Um, he is starting the process for his next, coming mo- next upcoming movie, which will be um, following, I think... A high schooler in the 1970s who is a child star. And it's kind of just about their daily life. Very Boogie Nights-esque vibe, I think, is coming from this one, I hope. Um, I'm totally here for that. He's one of my favorite uh, working directors. I think um, I know a school he could shoot it at if he wanted to. But I know a school as well, but yeah, we have to save that for my... Yeah, that's going to be your production i am here for uh nerds so it got announced today that uh they're having a jeopardy greatest of all time game on january 7th it's gonna have ken jennings uh brad rudder and james holtzauer the three most uh winning uh jeopardy contestants ever uh ken jennings has the longest winning streak uh, James has the most money, and Brad Rutter is the most winning game show contestant of all time because he's been on shows other than Jeopardy. And, he's uh, a nerd. He is a dork. And unfortunately, with um, Alex Trebek's health, that's definitely been a talking point recently. Uh, you don't know how much longer that could be going on. So they're going to have a uh, Who's the Goat game for Jeopardy. In January of 2020, that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm also yeah, tune into that. I'm also here for um, the Jason Williams mixtape. Like it, there's like it get it get it goes viral on Twitter. Like I feel like it's once every two months. Like some like hoop mixtape account will tweet like a Jason Williams highlight video. Um, Today, when we're recording this, is uh, Jason Williams' birthday, and uh, just gotta love white chocolate and uh, white basketball success. Legend. And uh, lastly, I'm here for breakfast food, because I had the best breakfast I've had in a long time uh, today. So if you... Beating out Lisa's and um, Leavenworth? It's in the same ballpark. I wouldn't say it's greater than, but it is definitely... In the same ballpark, if you are... It's a part of the Holy Trinity. It is, it's up there. Uh, Engine House Cafe in Lincoln. If you are uh, in the area, go there. It's good. So, what are you not well, here for? Well, let's, let's make this negative. I'm tired of all this positivity. First off, I don't give a fuck about the Jabberwockies. I don't understand the internet's fascination... I don't understand the internet's fascination with a, um, a a dance group that does not even rival the senior boys dance of the 2016 <laughs> Central High School uh, senior boys. Um, oh, they're fine. Shit. I I just don't get it. And also, the baby is kind of overrated as well. I feel like everyone is just. Why is that a bad take? The Jabberwockies is a bad take. 
They, yeah, but why? Just the, we're white it, dudes. We know we're never going to be able to move like that in any way, form, or fashion. Appreciate rhythm. Yeah. Appreciate the ability to dance like that. Like I, that's just. But I also, I also think dancing videos are the cringiest thing on the internet. When when somebody reposts like a video of someone dancing by themselves in like a warehouse with 12 people surrounding them. I'm like, Oh, cool. This is boring as fuck. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I think the Jabberwockies are dope. I remember when they're fine. I remember when Shaq was still in the NBA and got introduced at an all-star game and came out with the Jabberwockies and it was fucking sick. So, how how old are these men? I don't know. I think they're like the Wu Tang Clan. I think there's like there's multiple there's multiple iterations of the Chappawakis. Are, are they like the Power Rangers? I mean, they might be. Like, I don't know. There's like there's levels to this shit. Yeah, th- there's evolution. I think there is. To be honest, I could. well still, I'm not here for it. I don't care. Um, but also, I mentioned this to you. Um, the what the creator of Watchmen uh, recently said in an article um, that he thinks a lot of superhero shit is um, uh, uh, is is a bad trend of a white supremacist dream of the master race, um, and he said a lot of interesting things. Um, he says that. The, su- the modern superhero movies go beyond the original intention of stimulating the imaginations of the 12 or 13-year-old th- audience, meaning it's overkill um, and there's not enough diversity. And he also th- – this is what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. I'm beating around the bush here. He says, in fact, I think that a good argument can be made for D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation – as the first American superhero movie and the point of origin oh for God. all those capes and masks. <laughs> um, I don't know if it has to be two of the three. It's, it's, it's either meth, heroin, or ketamine because something is not mixing right in this man's brain. Um, I'm not here for him and I hope he gets his shit together because you cannot compare the most ra- one of the most racist films of all time to superheroes. Um, otherwise, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna transition right out of that. Um, short little thing: I'm tired of Joker fans thinking they're film critics. You know all these viral tweets of like mine was um, gonna be something similar to that. I will I will admit that. I'm pretty sick and tired of people treating that movie like it's some small indie production that they went and saw at film streams and no one else has seen it yet. Somebody calling it a cult classic. It's like, uh, it's the number 43 highest grossing movie of all time. Um, but also like you've seen these viral tweets of people saying like, 
the walk down the stairs, the emergence of the clown prince, just the cringiest shit you could possibly no, put the, in a tweet. Uh, the, I'll never shut up about this scene. And it's the, yeah. the stairs, which still just couldn't have had any worse music in the background. I will take that to my grave. And then yeah, we, the one, we discuss that in our review. And then the one this week was the him giving his soliloquy and then putting a bullet in Robert De Niro's eye hole and people saying, this is one of the most iconic scenes in the history of cinema. The problem, this movie is going to turn into, oh, this is so deep. It's going to turn into one of those movies. And I'm fucking, it ruins it. It ruins it for everyone else. So stop blowing this shit out of proportion. It's getting tiring. Um, I actually won't say the last thing I'm not here for because it's a point of discussion that I want to discuss last. So I'm going to make you wait for it. Bigelow, what are you not here for? Uh, I am not here. Well, I'm also, oh, well, this is kind of something I'm here for, but something I'm also not here for. Uh, So our neighbors to the north uh, in the state of South Dakota have a meth problem. I didn't, I didn't know (laughs) That it's not a laughing matter. It's not, not a laughing funny. matter. Meth is not funny. We get it. You watch Breaking Bad. I bet you the meth in South Dakota is not fucking blue. Um, <laughs> so I didn't realize how much of a problem meth was in the great state of South Dakota. Um, they The state announced today, and their governor, uh, Christy Nome, uh, announced a ad campaign against meth. And the slogan is meth. We're on it. And they put out a lot of promotional imagery, like an outline of the state of South Dakota with meth. We're on it. And like pictures of just various people of different genders and races that says like, I'm on meth or we're on meth. Already saw a meme of the outline of South Dakota that says meth, we're on it, and then an outline in Nebraska below it that says we know. Um, yeah, and it came out that they paid an, uh, an advertising agency $450,000 for this That's ad. a lot ca- of money. For this ad campaign. And the slogan they came up with was meth, we're on it. So That's funny as fuck, though. That's so, hilarious. Kind of here for it. Kind of not here for it. It's um, sad, but that is hilarious. Meth, we're on it. <laughs> meth, we're on it. Um, And then my um, second not here is... Uh, it might make some people mad. Um, Say it. Dear Internet. Do it. Do it. Dear Internet. We get it. Mac Miller's dead. Yeah. Stop (laughs) posting about how much you miss Mac Miller because you want some Twitter likes. This has been a thing for a while. Then I got online today and I saw an article from the Odyssey Online who I could write for with my arms tied behind my back and missing an eye hole that was titled, Dear Mac Miller, you saved all of us. We're just sorry we couldn't save you. 
Oh my god. Do people not realize how cringy they are? Like that's bad. It's yeah, it's not great. Like Like I get it. Mac Miller was a talented guy when it came to music. But he wasn't the uh the the messiah that everyone is painting him as now that he's dead i feel like this is only happening because he died young if mac miller was still alive today he'd just be some some rapper dude he'd be post malone without the tattoos without the singing talent yeah (laughs) talent (laughs) but uh, more 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 talent singing wise in post malone than mac miller so lastly we have to talk about this because we are both fed up with this shit as well I am not here for um, Elizabeth Banks. I'm not here for Elizabeth Banks. And I'm also not here for movies in general that are dumb fucking action reboots. Comedy, c- comedy reboot dumb things that only make it in the headlines. Because the creators claim that, like, incel white guys or misogynistic dudes or racist dudes are not interested in the movie to boost box office sales. This happened with Ghostbusters. I don't remember. I mean, literally, that Red Letter Media did a great video on this. I think it's called uh, 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 Scientist Man. Um talks about Ghostbusters 2016. And I discovered that out of a random sample of 1,000 comments, 60 were negative towards women, and 59 brought up the feminist angle, which means roughly 12% of comments were very specifically anti-women. When taking that sample against the whole number of current comments, 279,919, 33,513 comments were misogynistic. When that number is put against the number of views as a whole, 0.08% felt the need to say something negative about female Ghostbusters. 99.92% did not. Um, The whole thing about men being upset about women being in the Ghostbusters reboot was completely uh, brought upon by the studio in order to boost the marketing. Um, Dan Aykroyd and... uh, Dan Aykroyd even got in on it and like... Uh, I would say you're looking at, you know, you're looking at obese uh, white men between 50 and 60 who are active clan uh, members or members of the Aryan nation. And there are millions of them. And I'm afraid to say that 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 contingency will be voting for the Republican ticket. Jesus Christ! I mean, in the last five years, we've gotten a Ghostbusters reboot with all women. And Ocean's Eleven reboot with all women. And now we have a reboot of a reboot in this Charlie's Angels movie, which is getting okay reviews. Not great, not awful. And the director, who also starred in it and wrote it, um... Elizabeth Banks said that men don't want to see 
what was the exact quote? I gotta go find it. Was something along the lines of men don't want to watch a movie starring women. They'd rather watch thirty-seven different Spider-Man movies, which is just the most like th- this is a, this is what I'm talking about. They say this shit to try and stir up controversy. Nobody has these opinions. I don't give a fuck if women want to make Ghostbusters, Oceans movies, but the problem is none of those movies are good, and yet this is this is how they get you. Here we None go. of these movies here, are good. Here are the quotes. They'll go see a comic book movie with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel because comic book movies are a male genre. You've had 37 Spider-Man movies and you're not complaining. I think women are allowed to have one or two action franchises every 17 years. I feel totally fine with that. Yeah, but see, this is, this is how they get you. They get these Ghostbusters, Ocean's 8, and Charlie's Angels. Negative reviews. Not all of them completely negative, but negative reviews. Mostly negative. They claim these negative reviews are because of misogyny. Men not viewing women as equals, which we don't hold these views. Uh, We... Uh, we don't objectify women. We don't objectify women. Um, so they they base or they claim these negative reviews are based on misogyny, whereas the movies themselves are not good. <laughs> yeah, and they and them trying to make some type of political statement based on fucking Charlie's Angels, where the main selling point of the movie is that it features a new song from Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and some other pop star. That's the, That was the main selling point of the movie. This is not some political... This is a dumb fucking action movie I that mean, happens to I have mean, women I in it. I feel like the thing is, like, this couldn't just... This, like, trying to draw up hype via controversy isn't only done to like movies with only women because like I have this opinion. I think, well, I've, I've said this to you like, yes, the Joker movie is, is a good movie. It has its merits. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's definitely a better movie than fucking Charlie's angels, oceans eight and a fucking ghostbusters reboot. (laughs) But there was definitely an effort, I think, from Todd Phillips and PR to try to not shy away from the controversial shit. And yeah, don't silence There it. were yeah. definitely people who didn't know a goddamn thing about the Joker or couldn't give one ten-penny fuck about comic book movies that said, people are talking about this, I think I'm going to go see it. (laughs) This is a talking point. It's like people are talking about it. And where it draws back to what we're talking about is, this is just the worst way to possibly try to get people to talk about your fucking movie. (laughs) The marketing scheme is that. It's a scheme to try to get you to go see the movie to support women. 
when in actuality, maybe you should not go see – and actually, it's working. People are starting to understand this. I think it bombed by – I think it made $8 million and the budget was like $48 million. Like, bomb. And people are understanding this now, but still, you shouldn't support a movie just because someone is telling you, oh, this is a political statement. No, it's a bad fucking movie. Nobody wants to see it. Um but yeah, we're both just tired of it. We're tired of it's basically clickbait culture. I mean, it really is. <laughs> it, it it really. I think both of us and a and a majority of Americans are fed up with clickbait culture. And it also, I mean, it also just really comes back to the idea that Hollywood is really fucking out of ideas. <laughs> we the world, yeah. the world did not need another Charlie's Angels movie. Especially um, with Kristen Stewart. I'm yeah, sorry, but kind Kristen of, Stewart is not the ideal action star. Kind of forgot Kristen Stewart was a person, and then she hosted Saturday Night Live, and I was like, oh, you exist. Um, hello. Hello, you exist. But, um, yeah, this is actually not a bad time for movies, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, I know you've... you've you went and saw Parasite. We talked about that last time. You One of the best went, movies of the decade. You went and saw... Actually, this is... Uh, before we move on from Parasite, big news. Letterboxd, which I use. Uh, Parasite recently just passed The Godfather for the highest rated narrative of all time on Letterboxd. Hmm. Interesting. Which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think The Godfather's the best movie, my favorite movie. Um but like obviously has some historical significance. I don't think Parasite has that same effect, but nonetheless, very good movie. Go see it. Yeah. Anyways, Parasite's continue. out. Uh, people are still talking about the Joker. You went and saw Jojo Rabbit. You liked that a lot. Uh, I wouldn't I'm, say a lot. It was the weakest Waititi film I had seen, but it's not bad. And I would go see it. Um, I'm going to go see Ford versus Ferrari tomorrow. Uh, I've talked about that movie for a while and now it's getting a lot of really good reviews better than I expected. Um, yeah, I'm and then within the well. next, uh, then within the next couple weeks, we've got frozen Two, uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood, uh, knives out, which looks sick. And then of course, uh, the Irishman, which we've been talking about for like two years. And, uh, I'm so excited for it. I bought the fucking book it's based on. So, The best part about the Irishman release is the fact that it's on Netflix, and I'm going to be able to go to the bathroom during a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie. I'm going to be able to hit pause and go take a fucking bat shit <laughs> instead of missing ten minutes of the movie. This is the world that we live in. All right, yeah, that's going to do it. Um... New, no New York accent this week. I'm sorry, but um, we'll see if it can come back next week. Uh, we could squeeze one in now, but then that would be fan service. That would be fan service. You don't just get a New York accent every time you show up. You got to you earn it. You earn it. <laughs> and uh, these last couple weeks kind of sucked. So, but yeah, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, if you haven't listened to our last episode with Jacob Padilla and you want to hear some good basketball talk, go check that out. Thanks again to him for coming on. And thanks again to you guys for tuning in this week. Go watch movies and, uh, don't try to act like you're getting horny watching Bambi. Wear sunscreen. Bye. (laughs)
I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Fuck no, baby! No. Nothing about this is fantastic. All because of that inbred hemp seed, Woody Harrelson. I hope so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>